Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and today we've got to talk about AI because AI is intrusive beyond anything that most comprehend. And that is not the full quote. I'm going to get to that, but quite frankly, this is what we're talking about here. And I, I found this one interesting and a little bit terrifying, and it's actually coming out of a conference that happened uh, in San Francisco yesterday, sponsored by Bloomberg. Now, this is coming from TechCrunch, and here's what's going on. And for the record, don't get distracted by the promise and threats associated with the future of AI, although quite frankly, I do think Terminators are at some point are going to be here. It's obviously not magic. It's not fully automated yet, and it basically it's, according to TechCrunch, already intrusive beyond anything that most Americans seemingly comprehend. And that's where that modified quote comes from. And that is essentially, for the record, the premise of Meredith Whitaker. She's the president of Signal, the secure text messaging app. And if you don't use Signal, I highly recommend it. They are awesome and very transparent with how they secure you. And honestly, I think she's dead on. I think she put it basically in a way that most people don't think about, but she's not the only one at that conference that did. And so we're going to go through a little bit of this because the other person is Alex Hanna. Now, that's the director. That person is the director of research at the Distributed AI Research Institute. And he pointed to the many people around the world who are helping to train today's large language models and suggested that these individuals are simply not getting media coverage or news coverage about generative AI. And that's in part because the work is unglamorous and partly because it doesn't fit the current narrative of AI being this amazing, unique, autonomous thing. Quote, we know from reporting that there is an army of workers who are doing annotation behind the scenes to make this stuff work to any degree. Workers who work with Amazon Mechanical Turk, people who work with the training data company SAMA in Venezuela, Kenya, the United States, actually all over the world. They're actually uh, doing the labeling, whereas Sam Altman and Imad Mustak, um, basically all and all these other people who are going on and saying these things are magic, no. There's humans. These things need to appear as autonomous as, as, as it has this veneer, but there's so much human labor underneath it, end quote. And so in other words, what we are seeing is a shiny product that we can basically type in, hey, chat GPT, tell me X, Y, Z, and it's giving this amazing you know, response back. But it has taken a lot of human work, basically sweat hours to put this uh, into place, basically feeding it this kind of information. Now, the comments made by Whitaker and Hannah basically were separate, but Whitaker, I thought, was even more pointed. Now, her message was that you know, basically as enchanted as the world may be with chat, GPT, Bard, and the others, the technology underpinning them is actually dangerous, though not for the reason why you think, especially though, for the record, as power grows more concentrated by those at the top of the AI food chain or the AI pyramid, meaning those that are running the show. And to quote, Ms. Whitaker, I would say maybe some of the people in this audience are users of AI, but the majority of the population is the subject of AI. This is not a matter of individual choice. Most of the ways that AI uh, interpolates, interpolates our life makes determinations that shape our access to resources, to opportunity, are made behind the scenes in a way we probably don't even know, end quote. In other words... We are given access to things or not based on the back-end analyzation of artificial intelligence, and we're simply not being told that. And I think she's dead on in something that I think most people really don't think about. And while I've given it some thought, near, near, not nearly as much as I should have. Now, Ms. Whitaker, Ms. Whitaker, excuse me, also gave an example of somebody who walks into a bank and asks for a loan. And I think this is 
just dead on. That person can be denied and, quote, have no idea that there's a system in the back, probably powered by some Microsoft API, that determined based on scraped social media that I wasn't creditworthy. I'm never going to know because there's no mechanism for me to know this, end quote. Meaning no loan officer with human eyeballs looked at you and thought, okay, this is a person that is, you know, trustworthy or seems trustworthy, seems like a genuine person that needs a loan to, you know, for the next phase of their life or whatever it is, when it's just basically some automated system back there that checks all of these very relevant things and boom, gives you a score. Now, there are ways to change this, she continued, but overcoming the current power hierarchy uh, in order to do so is next to impossible. Quote, I've been at the table for like 15, 20 years. I've uh, been at the table. Being at the table with no power is nothing. So there you go. But also, um, just as, as this conversation uh, essentially continued, if there isn't enough pushback in soon, as basically progress in AI accelerates, the societal impacts can also accelerate. And so we'll start to head down a, quote, hyper-filled hype-filled road to AI, where that power is entrenched and naturalized under the guise of intelligence, and we are surveilled to the point of having very little agency over our individual or collective lives. This concern is existential, and it's much bigger than an AI framing, uh, the AI framing that is often given. And I think that is absolutely correct. We have basically been subject to artificial intelligence for quite some time at this point. Uh, only now are we seeing the uh, to that point, the veneer, the shiny object, where we're allowed to interact with it in our own unique way. But if I go for a car loan, a bank loan, uh, you know, I'm, at some point maybe I'm walking into a restaurant and I'm not dressed the way it should be. And maybe there's an artificial intelligence that looks at me and says, you know, you're not meeting the criteria. So you're not going to, we're not going to open the door for you. I mean, these are things that are very possible. There's a social credit score based on artificial intelligence uh, that a lot of bars and restaurants are using. And so if I have a problem, let's say at one bar, I get into a fight for whatever reason, maybe it's not my fault, but I get flagged all the other bars as soon as they see my license. Say, hey, wait a second. This is a problem. Don't let Nick in. Even if I'm innocent, maybe I'm the victim. So these are the things that we are talking about. And now think about this on top of this, with this interconnectivity on social media. And this is another point that was brought up in TechCrunch too. When I'm going in for that loan, it's not just my credit score, my credit history. Do I make payments on time? Maybe they're scraping my social media and maybe something in my social media is not deemed worthy enough to do it. Maybe the associations I have, maybe I'm, I have 800 credit, but all of my friends have 500 credit because they're slackers. And now maybe I'm denied because everybody around me just simply, you know, doesn't have it together together like I do. Or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe I'm dragging somebody down with my 500 credit. The point here is, is that we are getting to a point where we are so data mined, so scrutinized, and it has been ramping up and up and up. And social media dropped a supercharger into that. Obviously, it's been going on for decades, you know, before the technological revolution too. But this is just an absolute accelerator. And now we don't have humans making, let's say, rational and somewhat emotional decisions on us. And 90% of all financial decisions for the record that you make are emotional per studies, we got a serious problem on our hands. So we're going to see where this goes. I think this is interesting. I think this is important. And I think, quite frankly, this is a little bit terrifying as we are moving towards the future. Because, quite frankly, to that point, we are subject to AI, not the other way around. And that's never how it should be. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And hopefully the AI prioritizes my content, but probably won't because I'm telling you to hate it. Same with YouTube as well, where two people will watch this thing, apparently. And as always, stay safe. Stay online and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.